the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and the Odyssey app. AM 1220 KDOW. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing and more, trying to get you to retirement one show at a time. Some of the headlines that I'm seeing out there today, I like to interpret and try to figure out something to do with them. One of the headlines, Cristiano Ronaldo just became the first player in soccer history to score 100 goals for three different clubs in his country. Like, that's impressive. Too bad he's a boring person because his social media stinks, but he's a beautiful soccer player. Can't find any story there. Maybe the story is there's very few people in the world who can score 100 goals. There's very even fewer who can do it three different times in three different clubs. There's even fewer. like so you, can, so you can get the idea. Keep in mind the average person doesn't play professional soccer. The average person doesn't play professional basketball. There's another story out there that I jumped out at me about a, a baseball player for the San Francisco Giants Farm Club. Uh, I guess he got depressed last year and tried to commit suicide. Don't know the facts. Something along those lines. And he lived. And that's where it gets kind of grim because as he just, as he was waiting for the ambulance to show up, he gets in the shower. like He shot himself in the head and knocked out his eye. And he still has the idea of like jumping in the shower like to clean things up a bit. Me? If I shoot myself and my eye gets blown out, I'm just going to lay there. I'm just going to like, uh, I'll let the medics deal with a mess. I'm not touching it. But the dude hit a home run with one eye. Now it's a triple A baseball. It's not quite professional MLB. He may never get there, but that's a skill. Then I'm starting to see some other headlines. That just, again, remind... Oh, by the way, we'll talk about the market in just a second. 16-year-old American Idol finalist exits show after video showing him next to the KKK in in Hoods. Uh, so it looks like he was at a party 10 years ago and someone thought it'd be funny to dress up as a KKK member or someone is a KKK member. I don't know. 
Um, and the video comes out, so he quietly leaves the show. Just a reminder, parents, tell your kids, always assume there's cameras on. Always, because I believe there always will be cameras on. I told you that this weekend I got to videotape my first Karen. <laughs> I'm thinking about turning it into a Karen site, but I can't do it because I know the person. But she lost her mind when she saw kids not wearing masks. Um, other headlines that jump out, a TikToker made a wall of color with a thousand free paint chip samples from Home Depot. Now, when you're taking a thousand paint chip samples, are they really free or are you kind of hurting the store because you're not buying the paint? She goes on TikTok and she does a beautiful job of, of taping them to her wall. And it's a beautiful wall. The only angle I can get out of this story is that people are seeing it. And again, it, that means bad news for ABC, NBC, CBS. That means bad news for radio. If our eyeballs are, are being taken up with TikTok hours, there's only so many hours in a day. That's why you have to believe in investing in social media. Jason Nash told David Dobrik in 2018, you don't get bad press unless you rape somebody. Oddly enough, someone on his crew raped somebody and his career is destroyed. Um, again, social media careers, they can go bad too from stupidity. But this one was the, the, the most shocking headline of the day that I've seen so far. Saturday Night Live faces mounting criticism for appropriation of black vernacular in a Generation Z hospital sketch with Elon Musk. Uh, the thing that I find striking about this, it was, it was written by a black man. Michael Che wrote the segment. And he's getting called for appropriation his own language, but it was all white actors. Not all white actors. There's an Asian actor and there's a black actor in the skit too and Elon Musk, but... For some reason, that's not terribly offensive to me. Um, it's almost, to me, it's poking fun. That I'm surprised we even have the term AAVE. What does AAVE mean? African American Vernacular English or Ebonics. Um, but people are upset about it. And Twitter's going crazy about it. Is it gross? Maybe. Um... I don't know. It's again, it just it tells me that the internet is a slippery slope. Be smart with what you put out there. And we are in a cancel culture right now. Taking a look, the markets have rebounded from yesterday. So yesterday we got off the air and we were in a pretty good correction and it got for lack of a proper English I'm gonna use raw black ebonics right now. It, it, it was a pretty bad market when we left and got pretty much badder as the day went on. Okay. Hmm. New jobless claims fell to a new pandemic era low. So people aren't getting fired, but we saw in last week's jobs report, some people don't want to go back to service jobs. And we've heard it from a variety of restaurants that people don't want to go back, that the last year has taken their toll on them, and they just don't want to work in that industry. I've worked in fast food, and it's gross and disgusting. Um, this is embarrassing to admit, but when I was 16, I was, Saturday mornings, I'd get up at 2 in the morning and go to Bob's Big Boy. 
and I had a job making breakfast. And if you if you did bacon, oh, disgusting. You went home and you were just caked in grease. Um, I wouldn't want to go back. I, it's not even a job I want my kids to do. It's disgusting. Um, so we do have some problems with the economy. I love the new jobless claims number. It's fantastic that we're under 500,000. It's fantastic that we're moving to 400,000 very quickly. But we still are going to need to get people back in jobs. And I'll tell you, McDonald's is sending up the white flag. They're offering bonuses and they're offering a 10% raise to all workers. Uh, Making it a little bit more lucrative to get covered in grease. Anyway, Bumble is a fascinating um, documentary waiting to happen. It was founded by a female who worked at Tender, who Bumble's it's a dating app, right? But it's one that is a little bit classier than the opening line of, hey, do you want to make love? Or you insert the term. See if it works. If it works, you're thrilled. If it doesn't, like, Tender is just blunt and gross. It, it's it's too much force. So the woman who starts Bumble, she worked at Tender, and she was sexually assaulted by the fo- co-founder. She was, one of the, she was one of the top 10 first employees, and one of the co-founders harassed her. So she goes off and starts her own company, and she's a billionaire. Good for her. You don't find those stories all that often, right? Um, every stock I own except for one is up. The only stock not moving right now, Roblox, because they went up all last week after earnings. Interesting, right? Right. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. We'll talk about inflation. McDonald's is raising costs. That's going to hit food costs to you and me down the road. Labors uh, don't have enough time to get into this. We'll, we'll circle back. Find me online at robotshow.com. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. So I know someone last year who bought an RV, parked it in front of his home and called it his office. He couldn't stand to work inside the house with his children and his wife. He had to have somewhere to go, and his office space was not welcome, so he created his own brand-new office space by buying an RV. Many Americans said, let's go on vacation last year, but let's do it in the safety of an RV. RV sales skyrocketed. I would imagine this year you can get a pretty good deal on an RV because people are going to start selling them and going back to work and go back to their homes. Eh, It's not that simple, but... Let's oversimplify things, shall we? One of the stocks that did really well last year is kind of an RV kind of play. For Father's Day, I got a Yeti. I know you're saying, did he make you some spaghetti? No, I got a Yeti. 
And what is a Yeti? <laughs> this almost gets kind of embarrassing, right? It's a really expensive. I know you're saying, is it a semiconductor? What is it, Rob? What's a Yeti? Is it a car? No, 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 no. It is a cutting-edge piece of technology that keeps your beer and soda and ice cool. So it's a refrigerator. No, 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 no. Not quite. Um, it's not that exciting, unfortunately. They make coolers. They make water bottles. They've started getting into some other areas other than just the beer, um, the cooler. If you're an outdoors man or woman, you know this. Yeti is neither abominable nor is it elusive. It's everywhere, and it's stolen a lot. They're expensive, crazy expensive. You can spend $200 on a cooler that you ultimately throw ice in, you throw some beers in, maybe some fishing bait, and you go fishing. And if you forget to open it for a week, it's all still there, and it's all still good. Fishing trip got canceled. Oh, I bet that beer's skunked. I bet that fishing lure bait's skunked. Nope. So campers, huntermen, hunters, fishermen, outdoor types, we all know it. They make the Tundra Hard Cooler. Now, you go and price that thing, and you're going to see, holy mackerel, that is pricey. Because you think of a cooler as like, eh, maybe in Hawaii, you're like, let's just go to CVS and get a styrofoam cooler for $10. No, no, no. <laughs> this is very high-end stuff. Why do I bring it up? It wasn't a breakthrough. It wasn't anything that changed the world for the better. It just kept our goods cooler longer. And they had a great quarter. And they said, next year looks great as well. I don't know why, and I'm going to start looking into it, because it's a stock that maybe I want to own. I don't have to own just Apple and Microsoft, you know? I can own a company that makes 40% profit margins selling a rubberized product that keeps beer cold. I can even get behind that. I can tell my kids, hey, we own Disney, let's go to Disneyland. Hey, we own Yeti, let's go buy a Yeti cooler. Like, I like pooping where I, I invest. Um, I, I use the products that I invest in. So one analyst has a $100 price target on it. And his quote was, signs of continued robust demand. Even though it's outperformed, and even though he's been spending a year upping his expectations... He noted that momentum from the fourth quarter when sales expanded 24% year-over-year on top of 23% growth in the prior period. Relatively easy right now because we're now just starting to factor in the first phases of the Yeti. Uh, not the Yeti, but the COVID invasion. I'm not really – there's not much more to say than that other than it's interesting to look at. And I certainly understand it's a quality product because, oh, I think what I, I wanted to go with this segment, people steal these things. Like if you go to the beach and you go for a walk, it's gone. You can't leave that thing unattended. Just throwing it out there for you. But also like if you have Thanksgiving or Christmas and you have like extra ham or extra turkey or whatever, you can throw it in there with a bag of ice and your ham and turkey will be protected. <laughs> doesn't have to go to the fridge. 
Okay, big stories today. McDonald's is the latest company raising wages. We're going through a round of wage inflation, and that's good and bad. It's good for the worker. It's bad for the consumer. In the long run, the person who works there is also a consumer. So you could say, well, there's an offsetting bite right there. Yes. But I live in a Goldilocks world. I don't want too much inflation, even wage inflation. I don't want too little inflation that creates deflation. Deflation to me is worse than inflation, but fortunately, we don't usually have to think about that. Sonos, their stock is soaring today after a surprise earnings beat. I know the founders of Sonos. They used to be the founders of a company called Software.com, which was acquired, I think, by Phone.com. Getting a little bit messy, and this is 20 years ago. They all, one company ate another company. That company got sold to a bigger company. And these guys come up and start Sonos, which is an amazing wireless speaker. Um, 10 years ago, or 15 years ago, when I started adulting, when I started settling down, I was like, I'm going to get some kick-ass speakers. Wireless speakers are the future, man. I hate speakers where you have to use those copper gold-plated wires, and one goes in the plus, one goes in the minus, and you have to run that cord and hide it. And I'm, I'm not a big wired speaker guy. I'm done with wired speakers. Sonos was the first wireless one. They beat Google to the punch. They beat Apple to the punch. They beat them all to the punch. And it was high-end stuff. Um, I've got a Sonos soundbar now. I've given up on the speakers as I went more towards Apple Wireless. I still have some, and they still work quite well. But this was another thing that I thought was interesting. I overheard a conversation recently about people getting mad at companies like Roku. Oh, my Roku stopped working after eight years. Eight years for a tech product is amazing. Because eight years ago, the standard when you turned on Roku and went to Netflix, Netflix didn't have this dynamic menu that like flashed 365 different colors in your face and rotated and, and, and scrolled up and scrolled left and scrolled down. Everything was simpler. So when you bought hardware like speakers, you didn't have to have a lot of RAM in it. You didn't have to have a lot of memory in it. And over time, we're learning like we want more experience built into the product, and therefore you have to replace the technology. Some people get upset when they have to replace their technology, even though that's the cutting edge. It was cutting edge when you bought it eight years ago, right? Not kind of not anymore, and yet we want to do what's being done today. That's one of the things I love about tech, smaller, cheaper, faster, plus it becomes obsolete typically after two or three years. My kids looked at my phone the other day and said, Dad's got an iPad or an iPhone mini, and they were mocking me. I'm like, this was the biggest phone they made three years ago, kiddos. And they were mocking me. I didn't beat them, but I did uh, batter them with like egg and flour. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money investment. Thanks for listening to the show. Disney, the house, the mouse built. It's quite an adventure, in my opinion, when you look at Disney. It's a stock that I own. Later today, 1 o'clock Pacific time, I might go to my Yeti cooler, grab a frosty cold ice water, sit down and listen to the conference call later today on Disney. I like the conference calls. I'm not a guy who watches CNBC and watches them report on conference calls because I'm looking for something specific to me. If you've never heard a conference call, I highly recommend. Um, It's not like that. There's a lot of that baseball analogy where the manager's like, well, we certainly played hard and we prepped and we're ready for a good season. Blah, 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 blah. Cliche, 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 right? With Disney, it's money. So it's a lot more like a lot less cliches. Now, again, there are Disney's not going to come out today and say, man, we blew it. Man, it, it feels like we've been eating like raw, raw chicken for the last three months and we've just had food sickness and we're all dying over here. They're not going to get lead with the bad news. The monarch of the Magic Kingdom is no man, it is a mouse. Mickey Mouse. It's the largest media conglomerate. And it's not well positioned because one of the things I keep talking about is you know that girl who went to Home Depot and stole, not stole, but acquired a lot of paint samples and then made a wall out of it. And we started watching her make this beautiful wall with paint samples and she didn't actually have to buy paint. She just got thousands of free samples of what the paint looks like, the paint ship, so to speak. That hurts ABC and Disney. I, I can't name one show on ABC. I, I, I can name 2020, I think, is on in ABC. I can't name one show on ABC. Isn't that weird? I can't name one television show on NBC. Weird. I like this is this is stumping me. So we've kind of grown away from our reliance on the network. So why does Rob Black own ABC? If I would be stoked. Stoked. I would be so stoked. It would like be the best day of my life if Disney were to sell ABC. Um, I know, right? Because that's it, it's it's very legacy at this point in time to have to be a TV station. So Disney has movies, television, streaming, publishing, theme parks. There's a lot going on. You've ever seen like a member of the opposite sex that is sex that is just stunningly beautiful to you? There's probably like three or four things going on there that you're like, whoa! I didn't know that combination existed. There's a lot going on with Disney. There's a lot to look at. Disney, ESPN, FX, National Geographic, A&E, 20th Century Studios, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Pixar, Disney Pictures, Searchlight Pictures, Blue Sky Studios, Disney Parks, Resorts. Um, The Resorts, oh man. I always feel bad for that dude that has a child that loves Disney and the 
child loves Disney so much that he gets roped into going on cruises and going to Disney resorts. I feel bad for him. It's never a good look to be at the bar at a Disney resort, losing yourself in six to twelve years. And Mickey Mouse walks by. Hi, guys! No, it's never a good look. But So Disney World, Disneyland, we're going to get just a plethora of information tonight from Disney. I'm kind of stoked about it, to be honest with you. Um... It'll be a good day. When I look at Disney, it's tough to even compare them to anyone. They've had an amazing year when their parks were shut down. What sort of cash flow do you think they're going to pull together when their parks are open? Two years ago, we were doing stories about Disney just opened Star Wars land. And you can buy a alcoholic beverage in a Disney resort. And you're like, ooh. And it's going to be like a Star Wars green drink. And then you hear it's going to be 20 bucks, but you get a souvenir cup. And you're like, when did that happen? No drink should be $20. But at Disneyland, they can be. I love Disneyland. Um, I have a friend that she kind of grew up a California girl, and she loves Disneyland. She's like, oh, yeah, when we, I worked there, she's like, I wasn't small enough to be a princess. I'm like, what? She goes, oh, no, no, no. I, I do the rides because you know, she was a normal-sized woman. And, uh, <clears throat> her dream was to be a princess. And I know, I'm, I'm like, was it really a dream? Like, was this like your, would that have been Star Search for you? Would that have been American Idol? It would have been. But she tells me, she's like, oh, yeah, let, let me give you the secret, Sarah. Like, I could show you every place in Disneyland where people smoke marijuana or they, they, they hook up, make out with the other workers. And I'm like, really? So Disney has this weird like fascination to me, okay? So there's going to be an afterthought tonight on the theme park, television, and some of the other businesses. I'm going to be focusing heavily on Disney Plus. Heavily. Company was supposed to add about 14.4 million Disney Plus subscribers the second quarter to reach about 109 million at the end of March. Um, they're earning money, and again, they don't have the cash flow from the theme parks yet to really fund Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus. ESPN a couple of years ago, they're into you know they they might have covered boxing a little bit. They they had no interest in UFC, none, until they did, and now they're the, the dominant streamer of UFC fights. Um, on ESPN Plus. So Disney's ambitions will be something that I look heavily at. I will want to hear a lot about movie theater segments, which remains impacted by the COVID-related closures. I have seen the next 10 movies, 10 to 12 Marvel movies that are coming out. And they're starting up another storyline. A lot like Endgame just ended with the five Infinity Stones or something like that. The bad guy, Thanos, snapped his fingers. Did the world go away or not? That took 10 to 12 movies to arrive at that conclusion. They're doing that again. And I'm like, oh, I'm not investing in this. I'll go see Gal Guardians of the Galaxy. That's cute, but I'm not investing in... Uh, what's the one that... Um, I don't even know. It doesn't matter, does it? Black Widow. She's not a superhero to me. I just she's not. Uh... It's interesting. Um, they say that superheroes kind of represent their time. So 
Black Widow might have been when the Cold War, and there was a lot of double agents kind of thing uh, in people's minds. What would they be like today? What would a superhero that just got today's powers like? Clearly, someone someone's going to have to be a hacker, right? Someone's going to have to have the ability to vax man for sure. You're going to have a hacker. You're going to have a guy who can change the DNA. You're going to have. Where does autism fit into this? Because it's more of a reflection of uh, if superheroes are a reflection of time. Anyway, I'm going down the wrong path. Um, but for me, COVID nineteen and Disney. How much of Disney Plus was pulled forward? And how much was it born in COVID-19? Did Disney Plus pull people forward and they're going to start stagnating? I don't think so. Um, I'm not a big Disney Plus kind of guy. I'm not a superhero guy. Star Wars, I've seen them, done it kind of thing. But when the next season of Mandalorian comes back on, maybe I'll get it for a month or two and turn it off. That's a beauty of Disney Plus too, right? And Hulu and Netflix. When you don't want it, there's not that messy Comcast, oh, you signed a two-year deal, so you have to pay three months to cancel. And then you're like, oh, I hate you. I don't like contracts like that. I just think they take advantage of people, right? So Tesla's going to stop accepting Bitcoin for environmental reasons. Bitcoin is getting crushed. Not to the tune of going to zero. But a couple months ago, when Tesla said they were going to accept Bitcoin, we talked about it on the show, and we said, that's a good thing for Bitcoin. You could actually buy a real product. Chad Burton came on the show and said one of his friends bought a Tesla with Bitcoin. I think he said that. I know you're saying, that can't be true. Chad Burton can't have friends. <laughs> no, Chad Burton has friends. But, uh, yes. I am a financial planning robot. I love him. Love them, love them, love them, love them, love them. But Bitcoin's down 7% today. Sitting at about 50000 Tesla announced a regulatory filing that it bought 1.5 billion of Bitcoin in February. And they actually made their earnings by selling some. When you take a look at what they would have earned without the credits for environmentals that they're selling to other companies, and without the Bitcoin profit that they sold 10% of the original position in, after it spiked, they would have lost money last quarter. So to me, this Tesla or this Bitcoin story is bad news for Tesla. Not right now. A couple quarters from now when they can't really sell it if they don't get back into it. When they've kind of booked some profits, their quality earnings are going to be like, how much did you make selling cars? Not Bitcoin. How much did you make money? How much did you do on your software, your autonomous driving? So to me, it's more of a story for another company than for Bitcoin itself. But it would also be nice if Bitcoin could be transacted in something we want to buy instead of ransomware. Back of the class, in the back of the bus, sitting out at the dance, so saying no thanks. You're listening to New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. I do too. Just to throw it out there, trying to be more humble as I age. Um, one area that I've 
I think we've all become junior scientists this year is vaccines. And um, I'm starting to say things like, I could see myself wearing a mask next fall. Just when I go to restaurants and go out to like, I don't know if I go to a Sharks game, do I have to take the mask off? Yeah, I, like I could, but I could see some scenarios where I wouldn't. Like when I go into CVS, I'm probably going to wear scuba gear for the rest of my life. I always assume when I go into a CVS that everyone there is sick and dying. I, that's just my assumption. I don't know. It's it's a wrong assumption, but I don't feel safe in them. I know you're saying, wow, you're really showing some, some weirdness today, Rob. Yes, I am. But one of the things that I learned in the last year, and again, this is just, I'm so in touch with money. I'm not in touch with my body. So every morning, my producer and I, we start with, it's like, how are you doing today? How do you sleep? How's your stomach? How's your, and we kind of quiz each other. And I'm, I'm truly curious because I'm not in tune with my body. Um, I have no clue. Uh, I can tell when I have a fever, that's about it. One of the pieces of advice that I saw that might become kind of like weird to, to me is consider e- eating less dairy in the winters because dairy makes you, gives you snot and gives you phlegm and phlegm creates a nice portal for viruses. Um, silverware doesn't. Silverware that comes out of a steaming hot, crazy dishwasher is not my concern. Now I'm concerned about people who drink milk. <laughs> I'm like, is that irrational? A little bit. But it's, it's, it's one of those interesting finds, right? Inflation is going to continue to boost lumber, copper, and steel. I like the idea of owning some copper. To me, owning a tree, I get it. There's some hard asset funds out there. You can own hard assets. Maybe you should. They're a nice fight. In theory, they're a way of fighting inflation. When inflation hurts your portfolio, hard assets should benefit. If we're paying more for lumber, why not own some lumber? If we're paying more for oil, why not own some oil? Now, hard assets, commodities, commodities are, there's energy commodities, there's hard, there's soft, there's different ways of looking at them. I just never saw myself owning a tree. I don't know why. But like, pork, you hear about pork futures, right? A pork belly Pigs have two, two bellies, essentially. And I'm like, I did not know that. That's the beauty of working and investing. You kind of learn some stuff that you didn't know. What, what do you think the most expensive part of pork is? And why does it shoot up in cost and not? Just give you a second there to think about it. Okay, there's food that it has to eat. There's land that it has to grow on. There's poop that has to be shoveled, right? There's maintenance of the, the farm. Biggest cost of a pig is refrigerating its dead body, keeping it cold enough so that by the time it gets to my dinner plate, that I don't die of some sort of infectious disease. That's kind of humiliating, isn't it? Your life is reduced to how long we can keep you cold. Yep. And if there's a big spike in energy costs, there's a big spike in pork costs. Now, yeah, there are some other types of things that can influence, like, pig diseases. Um, viruses tied towards, you know, uh, bird flu, swine flu. You get the idea. Where you have to cool the herd. And strangely enough, when there's a virus that you have to, like, start killing the, uh, the pigs, it actually drops prices. 
because suddenly there's more pigs in the refrigerators than they know what to do with. Because it's expensive to keep dead pig frozen, they slash the prices to move the product. The relationships and how they work on Wall Street are never, ever obvious. 30 years ago, I would have thought the, the biggest cost of a pig I would guess on, like, Jeopardy. Um, feeding it? Corn prices? I don't know. Refrigeration. So, now here's the problem when you have to go out and kill a lot of pigs. Um, next year, the price goes wildly higher. Because Mama Pig and Daddy Pig both got their heads cut off last year. And that seems to be a little bit of a hindrance in making love and making baby pigs. I know, I know some of us still want to make love after our spouses had their head cut off. But Mr. Pig is turned off by that. Just throwing that out at you. Domino's Pizza. Um, Big story yesterday on Domino's Pizza. The reason I bring Domino's Pizza up is it was the perfect pandemic play. Hot, fresh pizza, right? Who doesn't like, you could feed a family on what I amount to and I almost said a dirty word. I'm not allowed to say the word for poop. I, I can't believe people eat some of the most awful food in the world, and they call it, hey, that was dinner. I ate a plate of carbs. Anything else? Nope. But Bill Ackman's Pershing Square owns just under 6% of, of Domino's. And ultimately, he had a, a play on Starbucks that started to get shoot up in price, so he, he booked his winner. And he was looking for another food kind of play that was incredibly depressed. And he saw Domino's Pizza. And the one thing that I saw from his conference yesterday that was just, I think, very, very smart, and we should walk away with this, Domino's doesn't need DoorDash. They've got their own infrastructure of drivers and their own infrastructure of carryout. And they're working on driverless technology to deliver pizzas to you. Domino's Pizza has to be the dumbest company in the world. Bread, flour, sauce, cheese, pepperoni, oven. Like, it's not, there's not a lot of DNA scientists inside of Domino's going, aha, Eureka, I figured it out. It's a very simple business to understand. They don't need DoorDash. And that's that was kind of an interesting twist for me. Um, of, let's start thinking of, like, some of the problems. They don't have to cut anyone else in on their deal. Most expensive thing on a pizza? What's the most expensive thing to make a pizza? Is it the oven? Nope. It's the cheese. Yellow gold. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.